Good morning to everyone. I trust that you had a spectacular Christmas, a great time with family and friends if you were able to, a great time of feasting. And uh, now let's turn our focus onto what God has for us in 2021, Pastor Izzy. What do you think? Why don't we just open up in a word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that together today we can gather in your presence. And God, we can thank you for all that you've done in 2020. But God, today we can look forward with expectation and faith and hope in our hearts about what you are going to do in 2021. God, we are ready Lord, to partner with you. We're not ready for our own plans, but God, we want to partner with you, with what you are going to be doing in and through us. And we pray that you'd speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. This morning for a few moments, I want to speak to you about the significance of being intentional or the significance of intentionality or the significance of living an intentional life. I don't know about you, but I have some people that I greatly admire. Some are Christian, some are not Christian, but I admire them because they are living or have lived very successful lives. In the sporting world, one of the people that I admire greatly is a guy called Gary Ablett Jr., who is widely regarded to be one of the greatest AFL players of all time. I think Gary Ablett Jr., has had a very successful career. He's somebody that I admire. Another person I admire in the business world is an entrepreneur you may have heard of, Bill Gates. Started a very small company, young people, you may or may not have heard of it, called Microsoft. Is worth a significant amount of money. But what I really admire about Bill Gates is not only has he been hugely successful, but now he's giving back so much of his money into some very good causes. Mother Teresa is someone else I admire and the incredible humanitarian work that she did in India over many, many years. She made a stark and profound difference in people's lives. I admire somebody you may have heard, a a politician by the name of John Howard. I believe that John Howard, this is just my opinion, I don't want to bring politics into church, but in my humble opinion, he's the greatest prime minister we've ever had, a phenomenal leader, somebody I respect greatly. Billy Graham, when I was growing up, I used to read Billy Graham's, his autobiography and any book that Billy Graham had written and I'd read about the huge evangelistic crusades and and all of the meetings he had with presidents and, and world leaders. He was a very successful man. I admire people that have been successful. All of these people that I've mentioned here this morning They have one thing in common. I'm sure they have many, but one thing in common that I want to draw to your attention this morning, and that is that they didn't become successful by accident. It wasn't by accident or chance that they became a successful business person or a successful sports person or a successful politician, but rather they made decisions and choices and they performed actions in their life that led them to that place of being successful, really, they live very intentional lives. The Oxford Dictionary says that the word intentional means this. It means it's something that is done on purpose 
it's something that is deliberate. The one thing that all successful people have in common is they are very deliberate in their action. They do things with a great sense of purpose. They don't just rely on coincidence or accident or chance to get where they've got in life, but they are who they are because of intentional living. They were intentional at growing themselves as individuals. They were intentional on working on their business. They were intentional at practicing their sporting skills. Yes, they may have been given an element of gifts and talents and abilities, but they harnessed all that they were given through intentional living. And it was their intentional living that really saw them step up and separate themselves from the crowd and become the best and reach the pinnacle in their own individual fields. Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book, I don't know if you've heard of it, called Outliers. And in this book, he said, for somebody to master their craft, whether it's business, whether it's as a musician, whether it's as a sports person, whatever it is, he had this uh, notion called the 10,000-hour rule. He said, if you're going to be the best at what you do, you have to invest 10,000 hours into mastering your craft. So all the running guys, you have many, many more hours of running to do before you have become master runners. Intentional investment of time, energy, and resources is what sees us experience growth in our lives. But there's a lady in the Bible who I believe had her life changed and transformed, completely changed and transformed, all because she was intentional. Because of one intentional act, her life was changed and transformed forever. You would know this story. You would know this woman very, very well. She's found in the book of Luke chapter 8. And we hear the story of Jairus, who was the leader of the synagogue, coming to Jesus. You see, Jairus' daughter was very, very sick. And so she, he was asking Jesus if Jesus would come and, and pray for her. And Jesus said that he would. And on his way to go, And to pray for Jairus' daughter as a large crowd is gathered around about Jesus. This one woman who we often refer to as the woman of the issue of blood, who had an infirmity for some 12 years when all of the crowd were pressing around about Jesus. She reached out and touched Jesus and healing power came to her body and she was changed and transform. We pick up the story in verse 45 of Luke chapter 8. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it, but Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing around about and up against you. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. Someone intentionally touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. And when the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell on her knees in front of him. And the whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him 
and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith made you well. Go in peace. I would have imagined that there would have been a rather large crowd around about Jesus. Definitely in the hundreds, I think, possibly in the thousands. And within that crowd, this woman with the issue of blood would not have been the only person who was sick or the only person with an infirmity. I believe that in that crowd, there perhaps was some lame people being carried. There was probably some blind people trying to follow the voice of Jesus like blind Bartimaeus. There would have been other sick people, other people with diseases in and around Jesus that day. Yet the only recorded healing that we know about was of this woman with the issue of blood because what set her apart from the crowd was her act of intentionality. You see, I believe that she would have been there when Jairus came to Jesus. I believe that she would have been there where Jairus fell down on his knees and begged Jesus to come and heal his daughter. She would have heard Jesus agree. And so knowing that Jesus had healing power and was going to heal somebody else, she made a decision to act decisively and to make the most of that moment. She didn't know if she was ever going to see Jesus again. You see, they didn't drive around in cars in those days. It wasn't just a 15-minute trip in a car to get somewhere. They walked for days on end to get to different places. How did she know if she was ever going to see this Jesus who had healing power again? And so when she came across Jesus, she decided to reach out intentionally, reach out with faith, reach out with hope, reach out with expectation. She touched the hem of the garment of Jesus and she received healing, wholeness and transformation. And right now, as you and I finish 2020 and as we look forward to 2021, I don't know about you, but for me, I want to experience change in my life. I want to experience transformation. I don't want to be the same David Dawkins in 2021 that there was in 2019 and 2020. I want to be different. Like the woman of the issue of blood, I want to touch Jesus in such a way that my life is changed and my life is transformed. But if I think it's going to happen by accident or chance, then I'm going to be very disappointed. If I think that I'm going to grow as a person and change as a person simply through chance, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be like the rest of the crowd that day. Peter himself said, Jesus, they're all bumping against you. They're all touching you. How can we work out who it was who really touched you intentionally? All those other people perhaps were waiting for Jesus to signal them out. We're waiting for Jesus to give them attention. We're waiting for Jesus to touch them. It was this woman who was different who touched Jesus different than everyone else, and through her intentional act of faith, she saw her life change. You're going to see areas of your life change in 2021. You have to become intentional about seeing growth 
in those areas. What are some areas that we can see growth in in 2021? Well, we can see growth in our relationships, our relationships with our parents, our relationship with our siblings or our relationships with our spouses, our our partners. If we're going to see that happen, we need to be intentional. Vanessa and I uh, started doing a, a devotion uh, for married couples, and we've been doing the devotion, and I say this honestly and openly on and off because there are times where we'll miss several days. But what I really appreciate about Vanessa is that more times than not, it's her, I'm sad to say, that reminds me and says, Dave, we need to get back to doing our devotional because it's an important part, it's a, it's a pillar in our relationship development. And it's something that we've got to be intentional about. Are you going to be intentional to develop and grow in your relationships? What about your spiritual growth? Are you going to be intentional to see yourself grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ in 2021? You know, discipleship is a very intentional process. Jesus deliberately chose 12 disciples. He deliberately spent every day with them for three years. He deliberately sent them out to minister. Nothing that Jesus did with his disciples was by accident. It was intentional. It was with purpose. And the same thing with our lives, our spiritual lives, we need to be intentional. What about your calling? What are you going to do in 2021 to be more fully released into the calling that God has for your life? It's time. Maybe you were here today at the end of 2020 and there's disappointment in your heart because you don't feel like you're being used for God how you want to be used for God. Why don't you take some personal responsibility and say, hey, next year I'm going to be more intentional about developing the gifts that God has given me and I want to be released more fully to be the person that God has called me to be. Your education, learning, whether you're in high school or university or you're a lifelong learner, we can all be continuing to learn and grow in our knowledge and our skills. Your employment, what are you going to do next year to be the best employee in your workplace? I don't say that as uh, an attitude of having a competitive spirit, but I say it from the point of view that we represent Jesus Christ. And so when we go to our workplaces, we should be trying to be intentionally growing as employees so that we are seen to be different. And what it does is it brings glory to Jesus Christ. Our finances, seeing your finances grow in such a way, not that you can build your own personal nest of wealth, so to speak, so that we can be blessed to be a blessing. In 2021, there's going to continue to be people in need. There's going to continue to be people that need to to have the, the resource given to them from the Western church. And if we as the Western church are deliberate and intentional in growing our finances, then we're able to give more for the advancement of God's kingdom. What about evangelism in 2021? I know in conversations I've had with Pastor Mark, this is something really on his heart for the house next year, that we would really have hearts of evangelism to reach out to people and to see them one for Jesus Christ. There's a scripture in 1 Timothy 4, verse 14 to 15. 
I just want to read this because I believe it really is the Apostle Paul speaking to Timothy, who is his son in the faith. And he's speaking to Timothy, and really he's urging him to live an intentional life. Let's have a read. It says, Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you, but rather give complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into these tasks so that everybody will see your progress. Really, Paul here is saying to Timothy, his son in the faith, he's saying, look, God has gifted you. He's given you spiritual gifts. He's given you an entrustment, something that you are to be the steward over. But he says, Timothy, more than that, it's also up to you to do something. You need to fan into flames the gift that God has given you. You need to be diligent. You need to be working hard so that people around about you will see the progress or people around about you will see the growth. Really, Paul here is saying to Timothy, Timothy, don't just take a back seat when it comes to the things of God, but take a step forward. Be intentional. Be deliberate. Be purposeful with that which God has entrusted to you. Really, the Apostle Paul here, I think, gives us three really uh, key points to intentional living. He says, give your complete attention to these matters. Intentional living is always about giving attention. It's about giving focus. It's about bringing things into your sphere of attention and focus so that you are going to do something about it. And then he says, throw yourself into these tasks. Throw yourself. That's a very energizing statement. Uh, for me, when I hear that, that's a don't just be half-hearted, but give your whole self. Be 100% devoted. Be passionate about doing these tasks. In other words, not only give it your attention, but make sure you're also actionate as well. Intentional living is always about action. It's not just about talk. It's not just about conversation. It's not just about speech, but it's about actually having action in our lives. And then the third thing here is that everyone will see your progress. Whenever you have intentional living, you'll see advancement in that area of your life. As we close this morning, as the band comes, I want to close with a, 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 a passage of Scripture in Proverbs uh, chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, and we're just going to be reading from verse 6 to 8. I want to leave you with some keys this morning about how you can be intentional. How you can be intentional in all those different areas of your lives. Proverbs 6, verse 6 to 8. Uh, often uh, at our house, we've got a situation in our backyard. I don't know if anyone else has this situation, but we've got some ants in our backyard that will not die. They will not die. Our neighbor who's been in the area for much longer than I have, because these ants run through our backyard in the front and sometimes near to his property, 
when we first moved in, he said, I have tried everything to kill these ants. I have sprayed them. I've used every poison. They go away for a couple of days, and they always come back. So one of the things I do sometimes is I just like watching these ants. And here, what I love about this particular passage of Scripture is the writer brings our attention to the ants, which is God's creation, and gives us some lessons that we can learn from them. It says, Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Whoever thought that you would learn from an ant and become wise? Learning from Pastor Mark, becoming wise. Yes, Pastor Mick, yes. Learning from an ant. I'll have to listen to what the writer says. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labour hard all summer gathering food for winter. The first thing you have to do if you want to be intentional, these are very simple keys, is firstly you need to set a goal. It says that these ants have a goal to gather food for winter. They spend all summer gathering food, but the goal is that they would have food for winter. And in our lives, I think, to be purposeful and intentional, we have to be setting goals. And so I want to encourage you over these next few days, even before we get to officially entering into 2021, to take some time and to set some goals. But when I talk about just setting goals, I'm not talking about us just doing things in our own mind or in our own way or in our own thinking, but get in the presence of God. Get with your spouse. Have the Bible open and begin to set goals that you believe the Holy Spirit would lay upon your heart to achieve in 2021. There was a king once, and this king was traveling through one of his many forests, and he had all of his bodyguards with him. This is back in the 1600s, 1700s, and they're on horseback, and they come across this tree. And when they come across this tree, they see these circles like targets. And right smack bang, in the middle of every target is a bow. This was three, four trees, three or four targets on every tree. The king stopped and he said, how could somebody be so accurate? He said to his closest bodyguard, he said, please go and find whoever it is that can shoot a bow and arrow like this because I want them to come and join my army. Just then, in that moment, a little boy came walking out with a bow and arrow. The king got down from his horse. He was dismayed and perplexed. He said, young boy, was it you who shot these arrows so accurately into the tree? The boy said, yes, it was me. The king said, please, you have to show me how you did it. And so the boy went over to a fresh tree. He got his bow and arrow and he shot the arrow into the tree. And then he walked over and he drew a circle around about the tree. Sometimes people set goals that are too easy to achieve. I believe that as Christians, we need to set achievable goals, goals that are measurable, but who knows, we also have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have God at work in our lives, and so God wants us to set goals that we can only achieve through the power of the Holy Spirit. Number two, 
Not only do we need to set goals, but we need to start now. Don't wait for January the 1st. How about you make a decision to start your intentional living today? It says that these ants, that they labour hard all summer getting food for the winter. It says that they do that without a boss. They do that without someone governing them. And the reason they're able to do it is because they're self-starters. Why don't you be a self-starter in 2021? And why don't you make an intentional decision to start now? You know, procrastination is the biggest enemy of advancement. It's the biggest enemy of purpose. I had someone speak to me this morning about wanting to do more exercise, but they weren't just saying, oh, maybe I want to. They were being intentional about it. They were saying, I want to start now. Can we do something together so I'm motivated to exercise? Procrastination will always hold you back. A guy called Pablo Picasso, you may have heard of him. He said, only put off until tomorrow what you are willing to leave undone when you die. Charles Dickens said, procrastination is the thief of time. Collar him. I think in those days that means clobber him or get rid of procrastination. Karen Lamb said, a year from now, this is a saying that has always challenged me and tested me. A year from now, you may have wished that you had started today. Don't put it off any longer. Set yourself some goals and start now. And finally, we need to stick at it. These ants don't give up collecting food and you've seen them collecting food. Sometimes they're carrying pieces of bread that are about 10 times their body weight. They work hard and intensively until their goal is achieved. The other day at staff meeting, we were going around and we're just having a conversation amongst one another and just talking about some different things. And I hope they don't get embarrassed by me mentioning them, but we were talking about John Drake. Now, John is a very young man. You'll be surprised by his age, which I won't mention. I'll be very respectful, John. John used to be a cricketer. He used to be a very, very, very good cricketer in his day, and he still is. But one of the things, and honestly, I didn't know this, and I nearly fell off of my chair. But John, even today, nearly every single day for around about an hour, so that he can keep his skill out. He goes out into the backyard. I don't know if he does it in the house, Cyrus, but with a cricket bat and with a ball, and he'll just be hitting the ball or hitting it up against the wall in order to keep practicing his skills. I would say that John is a perfect example of someone who's had a goal, but who's stuck at his goal over many, many years. He hasn't given up. He hasn't let age stop him. He hasn't let tiredness stop him. He's continuing to stick at it. Everything that you set, the goals that you set in all of those areas of your life, your relationship, your spiritual life, your work, make sure that you stick at it. We know that gyms are full on January the 2nd, but about February the 2nd, they start emptying out again because people don't stick at their goals. Proverbs 10.4 says, Lazy people are soon poor, but hard workers 
get rich. Proverbs 12, 24 says, Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. Proverbs 13, 4 says, Lazy people, they want a lot, but they get little. But those who work hard will prosper. Let me just summarise those three Proverbs for you. They say that hard workers get rich. Hard workers become leaders. Hard workers prosper. But lazy people are poor. Lazy people become slaves. Lazy people want much, but get little. In 2021, stick at the goals that God gives you to achieve and work hard at them. And with partnership of the Holy Spirit, you can see them achieved. And by intentional living, you'll be able to grow as a person, grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ, grow as a husband, grow as a wife, grow as a father, grow as a mother, grow as a person so that you can have greater impact for the kingdom of God. One final thing. The woman did an intentional act, but her intentional act was an act of faith And let's not forget, it was centered around about Jesus. She reached out and she touched Jesus. In everything we do in 2021, let's keep Jesus at the center. Jesus is at the focus. Jesus is the reason that we're doing all that we're doing. We're reaching out. We're touching Jesus because ultimately He is the one who can truly change and transform our lives. Why don't we just bow our heads in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your word this morning. Thank you, God, that you've been challenging us to live a significant life of intentional living. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us. Lord, because we don't want next year to be about us. Lord, this is one thing we know that we are the church of Jesus Christ. The church of Jesus Christ is people. One way to build the church is as we grow as people. When we build our lives on You, we grow and Your church grows and Your kingdom is advanced. I pray that You'd help us, God. Lord, in every area of our lives, Lord, whether it's our relationship, our education, Lord, our employment, Lord, our finances, I pray that next year we'll see growth in those areas as we choose to live an intentional life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.